0: American Pie, drove my Chevy to the levee, then the levee was dry, and then good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this'll be the day that I die. What did Don McLean then, um, American mm, Pie? I met him once, you know. Did you really?
1: Yes, I did. I met uh, Don McLean, he had a concert and... Went up and had a chat to him and you wouldn't believe of all the things he could end up talking about, we ended up having a conversation what? about Port Fairy, um, oh, really? Because he was going to play the folk festival there and I'd just come back from a couple of weeks holiday and um, we were waxing lyrical about uh, about Port Fairy. But, uh, yep, uh, amazing song. Probably um, one of the finest poetic songs of all time. And, and true story, uh, you know, based on... Um, Uh, tragedy of, uh, well, as far as Buddy Holly, you might have heard me say before, I think the most influential person in music history is Buddy Holly, and we obviously lost him, and that's uh,
0: um, reflected within that song. Trying to think of the others, Richie Valens went down in the Big Bopper. Richie Valens and
1: the Big Bopper, yeah. Yeah.
0: Richie Valens, obviously. the first. It's hard to work out what the first record or tape you ever bought was, because... It depends whether it was with your own money or not, or you just asked for it. But the first one I ever yeah. asked for was La Bumba. By, uh, oh, really? Yeah. I, I just absolutely. There's something about that song when I was a kid I was, which I was just obsessed with. Right. By it. And, and so I, Lost I, Low Boss, was it? Lost Low Boss. But it, but yeah. it was like that comeback. And it was, it was around the time of the. The movie. The movie was La Bumba, wasn't it? it? Was Lou Diamond Phillips? It was, well, uh, there was
1: two. There was the Buddy Holly story and La Bumba and they look. They both had well, the both. same ending, didn't they? So sometimes you get a little bit uh, confused as to which was which. But there was two separate that that, that sort of roll into one. But I think La is the one that everyone remembers uh, as a as a bigger movie.
0: What um what was Buddy Holly's biggest? Was it Piggy? Did he do Piggy Sue Got Barrett?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, Piggy Sue. Yeah, he had um um. Oh, gee, he had a great bunch of songs. Um all, all sort of the you know, back in the day they would play two to three minute uh songs. That'd all be pretty short, but yeah. He had Oh Boy, remember Oh Boy? Yeah. Um That'll be the day.
0: That'll be the day Every day. Um Rave On. You you class him as being the um the the patriarch of sorts of that switch between like melding, uh, I guess, country music in America and rock and roll and... No doubt. Yeah, right. Yeah, no
1: doubt. Even, you know, at a time with Elvis, there's a lot of Buddy Holly within Elvis. The Beatles, um, their name was created, the band's name was created um, uh, because of the crickets. Uh, So they were big fans. So the inspiration that they've given for some of the greatest performers and bands of all time, or, or Buddy Holly had done. And remember, what was he, 22 when he died? <laughs> and to have all those songs, remember Heartbeat, remember that good song yeah. Heartbeat? Yeah, um, yeah I, I've, I've got no doubt in my mind. I've watched a lot of uh, docos uh, uh, on lots of musicians, but in particular for Buddy Holly, considering uh, the age when he, uh, he died, um, just quite extraordinary. Uh, what he probably would have gone on to do—he could write songs, he could play songs. He changed the way uh, music was perceived, um, and even that—that that rock and roll pop type style and the inspiration um, for so many. cents. yeah, I think I think yeah, I think he was uh, you know the Einstein of the music world.
0: It's quite amazing. We'll get into race three in a moment, but it's quite amazing. Uh, and I'm not having a shot. I'm not being that old bloke that has to go at younger generations, but. Um, most people by the age of twenty-two now haven't are just getting their nappies off and they're just learning to tie their shoes. Um, but it, but uh, which is it was just a different world then, I guess. But people mm. living longer now, is the new forty. Well, I, I, well, I'm working with that anyway as I trend towards it. Race three on the card. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. I didn't. I'm with <laughs> I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, realize that Eager had come out. So this is actually w- probably one of the better, from my perspective, one of the better first four options of the night because. I think we know the winner. We don't. I mean, it's a race, but I think we sort of know the winner, don't we, Dan? I mean, RC Phoenix. I had a dollar fifty anyway. Now a dollar thirty five, and there's really nothing wrong about that price. I don't think for RC Phoenix, it should be winning. The question is finding uh, who's going to run second, third, and fourth. I'd really be going field for third and fourth. Yeah, I tell you, the one that I think is maybe the biggest beneficiary here is. And I haven't got it in my top three, but Royal Charlotte I think can hold Golden Sunset at the start and Evadys Avenger, and if it does, it can wait for RC Phoenix. And if you're behind the leader in a race like yeah. this, it's a good place to be, isn't it?
1: Look, probably. I must admit, I thought Royal Charlotte had just everything happen for her yeah. to win at Ballarat. Yeah, sure. Zach Phillips, his drive, the way he rated her, he virtually just picked her up over the line, and she got home with everything right. I just thought, wow, you've had your birthday there because I've been following her a fair bit. Yeah, I know. Really um, but maybe she would be better uh, trailing something. Uh, some of her runs had actually been pretty good. I think RC Phoenix, there's no doubt he's the real deal now. He's put it all together. His three runs back from a spell have been dominant. He's won by 10 plus metres every time. In fact, Collectively, I think it's over 50 metres that he's won by. But, you know, you've got your confidence in him. He's got enough gate speed that he can work for, he could lead. Even if he sat parked here, it wouldn't bother me so much. I just think he's got lengths on his rivals at this stage. he have got a number of horses that are not at their best. We're not sure that they are. Some that are returning... Uh, after slight let-ups and some that are just not the consistent types that you would want to follow. I, in every way, ticks every box, and that's why he's $1. thirty-five or, or maybe even shorter, but um, I'm not saying he's value at that price, it's but I don't right, think though, that it? he's unders.
0: No, and, and, but talk to me about uh, Alderbar and Keever, because I won't say the uh, hairs stood up in the back of my neck. It very rarely happens. Uh, Ride High got me to do it a couple of times. Queen Elida gets me to do it sometimes, but Elderberry keepers winning the Oaks. You just thought, I don't know, who are you? Like, who are you? Yeah. And then last preparation, pretty much everything went wrong. I don't think we're going to see it here first off from a break, but you would want to see something, wouldn't you? Because she's got, there's no doubt about the ability.
1: Yeah, look, when Trotters are first up, unlike Pacers, um, I find, and especially when they've come off the back of a few poor runs, it's often attributable to um reasons you know they may mm-hmm. have galloped they could have been stand start races they could have had issues mm. we've seen the best of elder baron keeper and her last few starts before the race clearly that wasn't it nah. so um, she could easily come she's the one that you'd put the question mark on that is capable of winning it if she's yeah. close enough to a top or if you excluded her last preparation, for example, say that didn't happen, yeah, yeah. right? That's that's five starts. And you went on the back of her previous preparation where she took all before her. She'd be $3.50, wouldn't she?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, even so, Maybe even shorter because yeah. just on the strength of that, like the craziness of that Oaks win. And when she was, those couple of runs when she was in the mood. Yeah, I mean, she, she's got the, she's got, you would think a similar level of class to RC Phoenix, at least, and yeah. But it's, there is a big question mark still, isn't it? And that's that's just fact. There
1: has to be. Maybe a market could show that, um, but I, I think if, if um, yeah, Elderberry Keeper of the Preparation two starts ago, she would be a clear second pick, wouldn't yeah. she? And and you could find reason for why the value that represented by her, you might want to have something on each way. So I put her in for a second, a bit like you. I've 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 constructed a first four uh, where uh, I've got the six on top and just uh, the five, eight, nine to run second. I probably should have thrown in Royal Charlotte, but um, you know, I'm I'm. When you're picking horses apart for winning, it's pretty poor on my behalf, really, <laughs> isn't it? But I put Field in for third and fourth. But look, you could nearly go another one where six and nine could run first and second, and yep. that way you've got the option of of the bit of value. I just don't know where Elder Baron Keeper's at. It's one race where we need to see her come back from a spell to judge, oh, she's back or not. Um, But I think the fact that she's first up, it doesn't put me off. If it was a pacer, it'd be slightly different because they'd often need Mm. the run. And that might be the case with her as well. But if they've ironed out a little kink that was there, um, I find that with a trotter they can improve their performance far more
0: significantly than a pacer does. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, 100% it does. And I've also noted, um, on the other hand, where you've uh, sort of spruiked and promoted the virtues of the fact that if a trotter does put in a bad run, now, Alderbaran keepers first up, but if a trotter puts in an ordinary run, if a pacer puts in what looks like an ordinary run, you can forgive it a little bit more. But I know you like when a trotter, when they're in their preparation, you want to see something. And if a run was very poor... Probably for all the reasons you've just mentioned, because you look at it and go, well, they're having trouble balancing this horse up or it's gait's not right or it's risky or there's issues or it's feeling something more than a pacer. Mm. But uh, but on ultimately, yes, I agree. And I'll, I actually love your suggestion. And I'll be actually, I'll be following in there. So six to beat nine. And then I'd only really go two, three, five, eight field now that I'm thinking about it. And yep. then I'd go six to beat... Two, three, five. Uh, you could really have three or four first fours here, one with Elder Baron Keeper to run second, and almost all the way down to Elder Baron Keeper to miss everything. You know, just to, yeah. and just say, I, I'm going to, I'm going to work with this because the worst thing that would happen is if you played really, really wide in this race and Elder Baron Keeper did come back in great form and they spaced the field and it clearly ran second and you make nothing out of the first four. So I, I, I love where you're going there. I've ended up with the numbers six, nine. 8-2, but RC Phoenix, even if Elder Baron Keeper is right, I think, you know, the draws, um, the fact that RC Phoenix is into his preparation and you nailed at 50.5, the aggregate winning margin from free start this campaign, he'll be winning, but it'll just be interesting to see how Elder Baron Keeper can return. Three races down, that's a third of the meeting. Time for a break when we return. We're going to talk about the woodland start at Noopy Kiosk Trotters Free For All. Noopy Kiosk, particularly one of the best young trotters that we've seen in the past 30 or 40 years. Back soon.